The guys at From Corner to Corner want to thank you for being such loyal listeners. We are excited that Season 3 is just around the corner. And with that being said, they are taking a little break to prep for Season 3. In the meantime, enjoy some of our favorite coaches shows we have had, and Season 3 will be here before you know it. Thanks as always for listening. The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. Welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner, Coach's Corner, presented by Community Trust Bank. Your friends in banking. <laughs> Member of Equal housing lender. <laughs> that was perfect, guys. We should save that. <laughs> so I don't know why you expect any less. I, I mean, right? it, you know, it, why, we are professionals, right? <laughs> so tonight we uh, are joined by Montgomery County Athletic Director Austin Maples. Woo! Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So we wanted to get you on because, you know, we talk sports and, you know, you kind of have something to do with Montgomery County sports. I'm a very small piece of that puzzle. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad that you guys have had the chance to talk to many of our coaches. It's been been really great, and I appreciate you guys letting us come on and talk about our athletes. Well, you know, that was the purpose of this this show when Adam thought of the idea was – you know, there are so many sports, of course, you know, as we say often, football and basketball always gets the headlines. But, uh, I mean, I think one of my most favorite shows was when we had the bass fishing coach on. We had Coach Cobb, and uh, we had a couple of his uh, co- couple of his anglers. See, look at that one. Yeah. And uh, you just learn so much. And then, you know, a lot of these sports, you know, swimming, volleyball, girls, girls golf, boy, they don't have the opportunity a lot of times. I mean, you know, oh, absolutely. Ivan does a good job of, of, of getting of getting people on, but a lot of times that's it. So, you know, this whole program's about bringing the spotlight onto our athletes, onto our teams. And I know you're kind of humble. You said a small part. It's a little bigger than a small part. Uh, and I think with that being said, I think everybody here would agree that you do a fantastic job. Well, I appreciate that. All right, you know, our bass fishing team, has had a heck of a two-year run, and we we almost thought about changing the arena, uh, the name of that, and making it, you know, the tackle box, just in their honor. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. It might be the tackle box now. I need to talk about it. Well, they if they keep uh, fishing like that, they'll have a Bassmasters Classic one of these days, and they'll just drive the boats in and do the weigh-in right there in the arena. Oh, it's nuts! Yeah, we got a new trophy case to put right in the main entrance of the high school. And I wanted to display all of our most recent trophies there, and then we'll kind of take them and move them as we get more. And it's it's just now the bass fishing trophy case at this point. Like, <laughs> it's rolling. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they're really good. <laughs> they're really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's it's just continuous, right? It's like all the different series, they're competing in all of them. So, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. And, uh, 
you know, was really close this year in baseball and softball both. We got super, super close in both of those. Look, I'm just going to say, we got hosed in softball. I'm just going to get that on the record. <laughs> I am still trying to figure out how they counted two runs at the same time and then took one away. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Harrison County coach comes out to argue all of a sudden the girl's out. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mr. Maples is just sitting here like, you know what, guys, well, that's just the way things happen. Well, I mean, he's the AD. He can't is. really go on record like we can. No, but we can. So, yeah. so, so also for those that may not know, why don't, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, I'm, I'm Austin Maples. I'm a, a graduate of Montgomery County High School. I graduated in 2007. Uh, went off for four and a half years to Barberville, Kentucky at Union College. Uh, came right back after that. Uh, I was hired here. I'm a, I'm a Mount Sterling guy. I've uh, been here at Montgomery County my whole life. I played football here when I was in high school. Uh, came back to teach math. Uh, started coaching football. Uh, coached under Dan Gooch and then under Jamie Egley. And then uh, became Kevin Letcher's assistant athletic director. And then when Kevin retired, I took over as AD. So, so you, I, were, you were hired on in what, 11? To 12. Yeah, 12, I came okay. in January 20. So I, I guess our, our paths didn't cross, I don't think. I think I had already been pink slipped and kicked to the curb. <laughs> Before you before you got there, but it was a but. but yeah, I actually, I think you coached my sister in soccer. I did, and so I, I think that was right prior to yeah. to me coming on. Yeah, I did. So uh, I, I I was thinking today as I was driving, I was like, I think I think I was fired prior to uh, prior to Austin <laughs> coming on, but it, I, I knew it was close. I I kind of got caught up in the Gene Heffington oh, okay. error. Yeah, and um, uh, I will go on record to say Gene Heffington was not a very good athletic director. You, on the other hand, are a very good athletic director. Well, so, I appreciate that. So, thank you for that. Maybe if you would have been one year later, you would have still been coaching the lady soccer team. Actually, I blamed Tony Wise. Okay, do you, you, Tony, yeah, I remember Tony. Tony left kind of the same way I did. Uh, and I told him, I said, the reason I got let go was because I became friends with you. Anybody that became friends <laughs> with you, they, they got rid of. So, I got caught up in the Tony Wise effect. <laughs> We just want to get rid of anybody that's connected to that. It's like, just forget, you're out of here. <laughs> so, you know, pull the curtain back a little bit. You know, we just had a pretty substantial hire here in terms of athletics with our boys basketball coach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, coach Mays hit the ground running. I mean, we he's he's been on our show twice. We we love talking to the guy. Oh, absolutely. He loves any time he can talk about basketball. Yes, loves it. How did that go about? Like, how how did that come to be? How much how much influence does the athletic director have? Is it only your call? Is it a committee? Just give us a little bit of behind the scenes working of that. Well, you know, there is no greater advocate probably for Montgomery County High School now than Coach Mays. He does a great job of advocating for the team as well as the high school itself. And so we're very lucky to have him. You know, when the the job came open, uh, I set out with a short list of candidates, and so I met with some people informally during the 10th region tournament uh, and had some conversations, uh, just some basic phone calls with some people to say, Hey, would you be interested in this? Uh, I'd be lying to say if, if Jason wasn't at the top of that list uh, right away. And so I reached out to him. We had a good conversation uh, early on just to kind of express interest uh, probably in both, both ways myself. And then with him, uh, I kept Miss Lawson kind of informed of that whole process the whole time. At the end of the day, she's the building principal. It's going to be her program. Uh, she trusts me to kind of run and manage everything. And so we set out to do that. And so anytime we have a hire like that, whether it's, uh, you know, basketball, football, soccer, what we try to do is have a small committee. So it's myself and Ms. Lawson. 
uh, we'll bring in a site-based representative and then we typically find a, either an incoming parent or an outgoing parent. Uh, I prefer to have a, a graduating parent try to be on board with that. It kind of alleviates some of that, that stress of trying to impress a new coach coming in. But uh, so we sat down and we interviewed, uh, we interviewed Coach Mays and some other candidates and it was a clear cut, you know, who we wanted to hire. And so we offered that job to him and we were lucky enough that he accepted and he was able to come in right away. Uh, he started working at the high school. We actually had a, a special education job available for him. And so he was able to come in right after spring break and get going. And so I think it's very vital to have coaches in the building. Uh, and so he was able to be right there. Uh, it was lucky. He gave up his planning period, six periods, so that he could run the weights for the boys' basketball team. So they have in-school weights. And that that's really kind of helped form those relationships right away. Nice. Well, so I think, you know, that I've, I've always kind of been – I've always been fascinated by that, uh, that whole aspect because sometimes you hear, well, you know, the athletic director, it's just a – figurehead position they don't really have much influence in the other places it's like no that's solely their hire so it, it, it is it was it was pretty informative for you to tell us how that how that process went now in terms of all your programs how do you feel about the state that they're all in right now i am i'm, I'm very happy with the state of the athletic department you know i i view athletics as your front porch to a school district mm -hmm. you know it's going to get everybody here to look at everything else uh, and so I am excited in the direction that we're going with all of our programs. Um, you know, we've got to find, uh, we've got some holes to fill. We've got to find a boys golf coach, which I think we're, we're about to lock in. Uh, we've got to find a girls bowling coach. Uh, but as far as the overall growth of the program, we, uh, <laughs> the overall growth of the programs, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased. You know, we had a great year. Uh, our boys soccer team has continued to dominate the, the and it's wild to think they're the 39th district in soccer. We're the 40th and everything else. And then the 10th region uh, in soccer. And I think our girls are on the up and coming. Uh, we have the opportunity to host soccer district this upcoming season. And so I think that's going to play a, a very big role for, for our soccer programs. And then football has the opportunity to turn the corner this year, I think, with the new football district. Uh, you know, Coach Caba has come in and done a really good job of kind of settling the ship. Uh, and then now we're excited because we have a great schedule. And I think that's going to set us up to get some wins. There's no other sport. Uh, I think that where wins generate wins outside of football. Let, let, let's just put it in perspective because I've written down all the sports that KHSAA has fall, winter, and spring. Okay. <clears throat> let's just put it in perspective. The only one I didn't really know was cross country. Sure. Did they have anybody that went to state? Yeah, yes. we did. So we had we okay. had people qualify for state and cross country. Okay. So other than that, you had a state representative. You had a representative at state for boys and girls in golf. Mm -hmm. You had the district and region winner and went to the Sweet 16 in, in boys soccer. Yes. Volleyball, girls soccer, they went to the – well, they went to the region. They went to the region. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, volleyball, they went to the region. Yes. Um, basketball, obviously, we talked about our new coach. Um, and they were – and the girls were in the regional finals. Yeah, they were the region runner-up for the second era. Swimming and diving, you had state state participants yes. in both. Wrestling, you had state participants. Yeah, sure did. Bowling, boys were runner-ups in the states. Mm -hmm. uh, girls were regional. They made it to regions, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, cheer, they were the district and region in-game winners. Um, Esports, in the winter, they won state in the Rocket League. Yep. champions in, Rocket League, in the Rocket League division. Baseball, they were well, they went to the regions, were district winners. Mm -hmm. 
Softball, they were went to the regional finals. They should've were the won. district winners. Yep. Should have won. Should have won. You had five, blue, took it away. You had five players that went to state in tennis. Yes. You had five players that uh, five participants that went to state and track or more. No, we had five. Yes, sir. Five. Okay. Uh, you had a state participant in archery. Yes, sir. You had all girls state winners in bass fishing, and you Correct. had. Four more teams in uh, for the yeah. boys that went to state. Yeah, yeah, we had a third place finish on the boys' side. Third place finish for the boys, and then uh, the boys went to state in esports in Rocket League in the spring. Yes, sir. And also went to nationals and went to the Sweet Sixteen at nationals. It yeah, that's absolutely right. That's a pretty good year. That's pretty yeah. good. I just said state a lot. <laughs> you did, hey, Austin. It might be time to ask for a raise. <laughs> I mean, that's hey. He needs a copy of that. Going, you see this? That's right. <laughs> I think that, that speaks to my coaches. Hopefully, if I can yeah. get them raises, then I'd be happy. No, you're sure. you're right. So, you're right. So, a, a question that I had was, in your position, you know, you hear a lot of talk about college ads and whatnot, and you know, they want to win, win, win. They also push the whole uh, student athlete, and I know. They are very much into that. I know you, I'm sure, is very much into that. But is it any different at the high school level? AD, you're wanting to put people in position to win. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we talk a lot about growth inside of every program. Uh, I am a, a kind of a process over over results person. We want to grow. At the end of the day, at some point, we will talk about wins and losses. Uh, but you know, when you're starting a program or when you're looking to, to come into a program, you're talking about growth. And so I, I feel like if I can do everything that I can do to support our programs and they continue to grow, then they'll eventually reach that level of success that, that we want to have, like we've had this year and then last year as well. Well, and it's I'm glad that you said that because we've talked about this many times on our regular show. When you're trying to change a culture or correct a wrong, you can't do that in the blink of one year, right? Like Coach Caba, you mentioned something about you know him, you know turning the corner. One changing districts is going to be a big plus for us. But he even we had him on the show, and he even mentioned like he's having to reteach these guys a lot of bad habits, air quotes that they learn. So it's kind of like starting off from scratch. If you only give him two years to do that, you're 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 failing the entire program, right? Sure. Like, like Coach May's coming in, you know, this is going to be year one. To expect him to win a state title, that's not giving him the tools, right? Sure. Although we did challenge him to beat Warren Central in the championship game and this year. And they are a play of Warren Central in a neutral side game. They are. Instead of that. It, it, takes, it takes time, right? Yeah. Now, like you said, if you're four or five years into this and you're still not winning, that, then it's time to talk about winning, wins and losses. But a lot of times it's allow them to get their freshman class, their first freshman class through the school, and then give them a comparison. Of, okay, now where are we at growth-wise, right? We're so, a relationship business. It's no different than teaching in a classroom. That's more about relationships probably than anything else. Yeah. Is you have to be able to establish those relationships uh, in order to have any sort of success, whether that's in the classroom or on the field. You've got to be able to build relationships. Uh, and so I think we have coaches, and you can see through the success that we have, are able to build those relationships because kids kids aren't going to listen until you know that they care. And that doesn't matter if it's math, science, social studies, sports. It doesn't matter. They've got to know that you're vested in them. And so we have coaches who are vested in our student athletes, and they want to see them succeed. 
I think at the end of the day, you know, wins are important, but we also want to, we're, you know, an education-based program. And so we're trying to make these young men and women better individuals when they leave this high school. So not just Montgomery County Schools, moving on to something I've been thinking about, this whole transfer rule, you know, and it, it, it has filtered down. Sure. Uh, I mean, there have always been transfers, but you know, now you have the leave it up to the Clark County teacher to bring out transfers. <laughs> sure. I mean, come on. Hey, listen. I'm, I'm just kidding. Listen. I'm just kidding. You're not wrong. Uh, so my question is, how much, like, how big an influence do we think that will continue to be in terms of athletics? I think you see it trickle down in anything. Uh, you know, it's, it may start in the pros and then it finally filters down uh, to that. Uh, you know, transfers have probably been the KHSAA's biggest issue for the last four or five years. I think if you ask any of them, uh, they will tell you that the number of appeal cases that they're doing has grown exponentially in the last couple of years. And, and I think COVID has kind of expounded that. Uh, I think it's always going to be a, a process of, you can call it transferring, uh, whatever, but people are going to go find talent. Uh, and talent's going to hopefully seek you out. And so I've always told people, I said, you know, I want people to come to Montgomery County because we can offer the best, whether that's the best facilities, the best coaches, the best academic programs. Like, I'm not putting a fence up in Montgomery County and keeping people out. Like, if people want to be here because we can offer the best, then that's fine. But we're going to do it the right way. And so that's my job, and that's where I kind of come in with the compliance aspect of that is to make sure that we're going to do things the right way. But I want I want us to be the focal point. It's I tell people all the time, you know, we tried to get in the EKC in football when I was coaching football, and they didn't want us because they said we weren't Eastern enough. Lexington people really don't want to have anything to do with us, so we're really our own. Uh, and so well, that's fine. We'll be our own, and we'll be the best at that, and then we'll take all, all your people because they want to come here. Right. Well, and, you know, I'm glad you brought up the compliance aspect. This year in Jefferson County, in boys' soccer, there was a kid that played for one high school, Yes. And was enrolled in a different high school. And had the kid not got hurt in a tournament, he it got, would have never came to life. Oh, wow. Had, I didn't know that. that it was, I mean, and it was it was like midway or later in the season that this happened. Yeah, it so, was at least 15 games. Yeah, so, like, and, and like Adam said, the only way people found out was the kid got hurt. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, that 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 puts a huge, you know, burden, so to speak, on, on your shoulders to make sure, like you said, we want you to come here. But we're going to make sure that all our, you know, eyes are dotted, teeth are crossed, and, and and that we do this the right way. Yeah, and that's that that's what we're going to do. Uh, coaches know that that that's the expectation is to always do things the right way. Uh, we can't expect our kids to do things the right way if we're not making ourselves do it that way. Well, I mean, in terms of in terms of compliance and doing things the right way, you have a pretty good guy that you can that you can call up that uh, knows a thing or two about being an athletic director. Do you, do you do you ever use your resource? Yeah, I sure do. Uh, I, I am lucky enough to have a father-in-law who's a longtime AD uh, in the state of Kentucky. He's now the director of the National Interscholastic, uh, excuse me, National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. It's a lot, a lot of words. That's, a lot That's of the words. NIAAA, Say and so that he five is. Times yeah, also yeah. like no. no, no. Once, once was bad enough. I was lost after the first one. Right. Yeah, I was, okay. So my father-in-law was a longtime AD here in Montgomery County. Uh, he now lives in. in Indianapolis and Carmel, Indiana, uh, and gets to help all the state associations uh, make their athletic directors better. And so he is a great resource. Uh, and so I can call on him anytime that I need to. Uh, Bart, who is my wife's uncle, Bart Risen, who is a longtime coach here, he's been an athletic director. So I have great resources. Yeah. And so I have I've leaned on them heavily many times. I'm sure. I mean, the, 
they were two of the first people I met whenever I uh, came here. Bart was taking me around the building, and the first office we stopped in was Phil's office. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so, but uh, great resources, but but you still have to try to pave your own path. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Now we're uh, we're not the same right. uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, my personality is a little bit different than both of theirs, right. but they are still a great resource, and you can always learn from the people who've come before you. Absolutely. Uh, so, what made you want to be an athletic director? I know you said you came in as a teacher, you uh, coach football, you now are an administrator, your assistant principal. I am, yes, sir. And you're also the athletic director. Like he has many hats, right? He does. He, he's the jack of all trades here. Yeah. So, when did you realize that was potentially a avenue that you wanted to take? Uh, so I had never actually set out much to do anything with athletics. I was going to teach math and I wanted to be an official, uh, which now uh, I'm glad that I'm not an official, you know, talk, looking at things that happen sometimes and maybe big games where things happen and you're not sure if those officiating know what they're doing or well, not. You wanted to be an official. You wanted to be a referee. I wanted to be a football official, yes, sir. That's, oh, what, a, that's what official is. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I, I've been there and I've done that. Sure. That's, You've done football? I've not done football. 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 But I had done the football, right. So sure. and I did that for 10 years. So good thing you did <laughs> So, So, and then Coach Gooch came to me before I had the chance to, to take the officials test. And, and so I got into coaching. Uh, I learned from Dan a whole lot of organizational structures. And then Coach Egley came in, and I, I still did a lot of that organizational stuff. Uh, my skill set. Is, is much more type A personality, organizing, making sure that, you know, fields are set up and, you know, everything's ready to go in the equipment room. That's my skill set. Uh, the raw, raw stuff, I, I, I'm not great at. Like, I'm, I'm more black and white. And, guys, we have a job to do. Let's go do our job. I'm, that's about all I got. Um, and so that my skill set leaned me towards that direction. And I really enjoyed my role as let me do everything I can to help make you look the best you can. When I was an assistant, I wanted to do that for my head coaches. And I saw an opportunity with this athletic department to do something similar, but with every single program. Uh, so that's why I got into I started helping as an assistant AD uh, and did a whole lot of game coverage type stuff. But, again, it was a lot of organizational setup and making sure things were running smooth. And that's that's my skill set. That's what I feel like I'm, I'm very strong in. Uh, and I'm glad that it worked out the way that it did. Uh, I had a head, a head coaching opportunity, and I'm glad I, that ended up not working. Uh, out because I'm, I'm where I want to be. So you are also an assistant principal at the high school, right? Yes, sir. So, like, what does your day look like? How much time is assistant principal and how much time is, is AD? Well, it's a it's a fine balance. Uh, and I've, I've struggled with that balance this year to start the year. It was just different. Uh, and then I have a great team around me that allows me to go do what I need to do sometimes athletically when things pop up. And the principal stuff's always there. It's not like it disappears. Like it's right. it's going to be there uh, when I come back. And so I I wouldn't be able to do what I'm able, uh, am doing now if it wasn't for Dustin Luker, who's my assistant AD, who's really stepped up to the plate and picked up a lot of uh, organizational stuff that allows me to do both principal and that. And so Dustin's been a great asset. Uh, and then my principal team with Miss Lawson and Miss Howard and then Mr. Toy, who just took the head principal job at GRC, they were able to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, I mean, look, listen. Notice I did not boo. <laughs> I didn't boo. Hey, Mr. Maples uh, will tell you uh, that was a great hire for GRC. That was fantastic. Yeah, was, there was nobody that they could have hired better than Mr. Toy. Uh, he's going to do a fantastic job. Uh, you know, and I, I hate him now. 
but right. <laughs> so, you know, he had a birthday party for his son yesterday, and we, myself, and two other families, we we all wore Montgomery County blue. Like yes. we all showed up in all of our Montgomery County gear. So it's going to be a good addition to the a long-standing rivalry, anyway. So, how long have you been AD? This is I just finished year two. So, what is what's been your best memory as AD so far? Like any sport, any moment, stand out over the other ones. I'm, I'm going to tell you, it was pretty cool watching our esports team uh, win the the state championship and something that nobody knew a whole lot about. Right. Uh, but seeing that the joy on those kids' faces is probably one thing that stands out. I region championships are really cool, uh, but this was a core of four kids that had the opportunity to, to to do something, and it was neat to go and watch them at UK and, and do that. So that that really stands out. Uh, I would say it. I'm really having a hard time focusing with this. Like, <laughs> I, know, right it's, it's, I mean, it was. It's really setting the mood. We, right? They made. Uh, I mean, they were our maybe our second or third athlete. Of, uh, we very early on when we did athlete of the week, oh, they sure. were our second or third uh, athlete of the week because that's something that just don't come around very often. No, is being a state champion. Yeah. Period. Well, and you know, and the fact that now we have the opportunity to have esports, we have bass fishing. You know, we added these. Anything we can do to get kids involved sure. is fantastic. So, with that being said, is there anything maybe potentially coming down the pike that you know that we look at sports wise or you know or the likes of esports that could be added that more kids could get involved in? Yeah. So you know we do a triannual survey every three years that we're required to do for Title Nine in the case of AA. Uh, there is an interest there uh, for for rifle. Uh, you know, our 4 H club does a great job with that right now. So, and that's that's been on the on the radar. Uh, we've had some interest meetings and not garnered a ton of actual interest. Once you get past the initial, you know, you have you can have a in school meeting and every kid's going to come and get out of class. Right. And you have the meeting outside of school hours. Nobody shows. Uh, and then you're probably looking next. Uh, we have the opportunity in 24-25, They're sanctioning. Uh, Boys volleyball. Boys volleyball. Yeah, and so that's that that might be coming around the corner, uh, and so that's going to be a spring sport. And you know, they we've had girls wrestling for the past two years. It's now officially sanctioned, uh, and so we'll we'll have a girls head coach and a, a girls team, uh, a little more structured than what it has been. They've done a good job with that and have grown that, and so we're right there with it. And so now, we try to offer everything that we can for our students. The now, only, oh, sorry, but the only two that I can think of outside of here that I would be like. Field hockey and lacrosse. So field well, that's what I was going to ask. That's sure. I, yeah, Clark, that's... I think, is starting a field hockey game. Okay. I think. I got you. Um, so that, that was going to be my question. Is there any possibility to start? I mean, is there even any interest in field There hockey? is not much interest in field hockey. Uh, very little interest anytime you offer lacrosse. Uh, it's just not there. Right. Um, you know, feasibly for us and facility-wise for us, uh, lacrosse is going to be hard because we just re-turfed and their lines are a little bit different. Right. Uh, but – uh, not a ton of interest. Like I said, our two things are rifle and boys volleyball have kind of spiked. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I think both those things, you know, especially with boys volleyball being a spring sport. Yes. Uh, you know, that gives the opportunity for more kids to get involved. Uh, hopefully there will be good numbers for that. And, and then like you said, our 4-H, our uh, shooting sports are really are performing really well. So I think that, that, that makes a lot of sense as well. How many schools have to get together to say – Hey, let's do this before it's a sanctioned sport. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I, there, there is a specific number, and I don't know it right off the top I, of my head. I'm I was sorry. thinking in my head it was like twenty five. 
But it's I think it's be, more than that. I think it's, it's 50 be because the boys' volleyball uh, kind of got off this year, and I think they had 40 across the state. Um, I want to say it was 50 because I talked to somebody that was on the Frederick Douglass uh, boys' volleyball team. Okay. And I, for some reason, I want to say that that's, that's the number they needed to hit was about 50 teams. So I think it's right around that mark. Yeah. Well, you know, as a spring sport, that would lend, you know, Coach Craycraft, if he would like the opportunity, mm-hmm. could coach girls in the fall sure. and turn around and coach the boys, which, I mean, makes a lot of sense from a, from a coaching standpoint and from a, you know, a management standpoint. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Does he have the interest? I don't know. No, but we didn't even know that was a possibility when we had him on the show, or I would have asked. Sure. But uh, he does coach tribal, too. Though. He does. So, so maybe that affects spring. True. I didn't, you know, but. But so if you know, my, and then my job logistically is to figure out the gym space, right? Right. We even if you know we're blessed with three gyms, but everybody wants the gym, and so yep. trying to, to find space sometimes is is a is a burden. And we have coaches that are willing to, to to move times and do some things like that. And so that's where I step in. Would that be maybe one of the more difficult parts of your job is managing, you know, the you're here, you're here, you're here, field space, gym space aspect of it? Yeah, facility management, I don't say it was the most difficult. Uh, one of the first things I did when I came in two years ago is I wanted to make sure that everybody was on the same page. Like at no point should anybody not be able to pull up a calendar and see, okay, this person's here, 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 and here. And so I wanted to, to streamline that process. And so part of what I do throughout the school year is I sit, I sit down and I send out a weekly email that shows the facility schedule for the week, that shows the games for the week, any upcoming reminders, uh, any dates of importance. And so everybody knows, everybody has access to the same facility calendar. Uh, everybody has access to the same, uh, you know, game schedule calendar that we put together. And so everybody's on the same page and everybody understands their time slots. And so, you know, we, uh, due to sheer numbers, the only slot I've really had to move was archery. Uh, they were, they were using the blue gym, which is our, our, the smallest gym we have. It's an auxiliary gym and they just outgrew it. And so I had to move them to a 6 PM start which I was a little worried about, uh, but their numbers haven't dropped at all. Uh, we've got them in the barn now. They stretch net from one side of the barn to the other, and they just shoot, and they, they're able to get all of their kids in at once, and so it, it works out. Now, I'm glad you brought the barn up. One of the things Coach Mays has touched on is he wants to bring a game to the barn mm-hmm. every year. No, I think it would be fantastic. I was, I was going to say, how, how do you feel? I mean, because whenever – the arena wasn't there whenever you were in high school, right? It, it, we were the first class to graduate it. Okay. Have but you seen the upgrades to the barn? I have not. New lights, right? So we all get, we got new lighting. Yeah. Uh, the floor is scheduled to be redone this, uh, now when I say redone, it's just a nice strip and re, re wax, uh, along with the arena floor. Uh, I love the barn, and when it's loud in there, it's loud. Yeah. And so I think anytime that you can, you can do a throwback game or two, I think it's perfect. And you turn the air conditioning on. Well, like, it's off right now. You'd enjoy it. It's, it's burning up. <laughs> that's, that's the way it used to be back in the day. We sure. say, okay, you're coming to the barn. You're going to sweat. That, he's talking about when James Naismith invented basketball, when he <laughs> but, says back in the day. Come on now. That is when he was growing up. He was sure. 25 at the time. That was his first job. <laughs> uh, but, no, I love I love the venue of the barn. You can get a rocking you know, pet band in there, and it's loud, and everybody's into it. And people are sitting right on top of the floor. It's a great venue. You mentioned you mentioned the stripping and you know mm-hmm. some of the things LED lights. Yep. Is there any is there anything any other projects that you are working on with other sports or whatnot that might be coming down the pipe for um, 
other sports? Well, right now the biggest thing that we've got going is this summer we're going to redo the track and resurface the track. It's right. in much it's in much need. That will allow us to to host the region track tournament. Uh, that would allow us to host the Area Seven uh, track tournament, which are two massive meets, uh, and then do some just some regular meets throughout the week, where you bring in a Powell and a a Clark or a Menifee just to do a, a, a meet throughout the week. And so we need to utilize that. Uh, I love hosting events. Like any time that you can bring people in to show off what you have, I think we should. And so anybody, anytime anybody's willing to give up a tournament, you know, we we came out of rotation to host the softball district and region last year. Uh, and so, like, they didn't. St. Pat didn't want it, couldn't host it. And so, I put our name in and bid right away to, to host that sure. uh, because it pulls people here, uh, and it allows us to show off what we do have. Right. And so, right now, the biggest the biggest thing on deck uh, is is the track, and just a little uh, some smaller projects that are, you know, that we just need to upgrade some stuff. Got gotcha. you. Well, I have a I have a quick question since we talked about facilities. Yeah. Coming sure. from a you know a standpoint where I coached a team at the high school. Sure. Um, in terms of like weight training facilities. Yes, we are a little behind the ball on on in in terms of space uh, compared to other places around. With, with and then you look at like the football field house and things. Are there are there plans or talks even in the works to maybe improve or build those types of facilities? Yeah, I would love to do something like that. You know, I I would be remiss if I haven't prayed for a tornado to come in and knock down the field house. <laughs> uh, Goodness knows a fire will never do it. No, it's I know a couple of guys we call uh, tornado and tsunami. Listen, I'm from West Virginia. You just say the word sure. off, the, off the record. I know some guys that can do an internship. Uh, but no, you probably our, our most needed area of need is probably one of those is the field house, right? Uh, to renovate it, and I have grand plans in my head. If I had all unlimited money. Right. You know, I would I would build a, an indoor facility that's two story with the second story being all glass so that you can host people and look down on the field during a game. Right. And then downstairs, you've got uh, 70 yards of turf. And then the last 30 is a weight room area. And, you know, if I had all the money in the world, that's what I would love. To right. And, and, I'm, and technically, you have the room. over there. Yeah. With the moon, the moon would allow us to do something like that. Right. Uh, but, you know, you, you talk about the weight room. I'm. I'm pleased with the progress we've made in the weight room. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's you know attached to the barn, uh, and I don't know if you, when's the last time you guys have been in there. Uh, but yeah, it, you know it, we make the most of the space that we have. Well, I was going to say the pictures I've seen are a drastic improvement from 2010. Yes. Uh, oh, 100. So, so I mean, to, so there, there's there there is progress. But but uh, I was I was curious about that because you know you have we. We, you know, you look at you look at the you know you look at the track. You know, you talk about track being sure. that it's going to be great. Football field's great. Soccer field's great. The ball, you know, we we have great facilities. I was just wondering, you know, are there any other grander facilities in the uh, plans? And as you said, you know, a lot of people complain. Well, well, why don't we have this? Why don't we have that? And uh, you know, they don't understand the behind the scenes. Well, you know, that takes money. You know, yeah, it, it does. <laughs> if, uh, it takes if, a lot of money. If we uh, could do, just do that, it's like. Yeah, we'll just build it right here. That's fine, but you know, there's more. There's more red tape than that. Sure, and that that might be one of the things that I've learned the most in this year, as far as becoming an assistant principal and getting into some of that budgetary type stuff, um, is, is some financial things and red tape that I wasn't aware of. Well, honest. and I mean, a lot of that time, you know, you you hear that you know, well, the school has a hundred million dollar budget. Well, yeah, they do have a hundred million dollar budget, but 87 million is already earmarked for things that have sure. to be paid for. And then we have to take this smaller budget and try to figure out ways that we're going to finagle to pay for everything else. Right. So, 
uh, you know, it's it's not just easy, you know, so easy. Oh, we'll just use some of that money and build it. You know, there has to be, there has to be, make, you know, you because there are things that you have that we don't have control over. The state or even at federal levels tells us that you have to spend this much money on these things. You know, we've been, uh, I've not hit a roadblock yet that we've not been able to figure out or overcome. Now, something like what you're talking about is a huge roadblock and it's an undertaking that's way beyond my capacity right. that goes to the board. Uh, but, you know, we have a community that's very supportive of all of our athletic programs and we have a school district that's supportive. I think people uh, tend to forget, and we're a little spoiled, which is awesome because our kids don't know any better. Uh, you know, our school board takes care of all of our transportation to competitions. Yeah, uh, and so, like, teams are never financially strapped to have to pay for transportation, right. like many around us. And so we've been very lucky that our board covers that cost. You know, we take care of all necessary equipment. We take care of, you know, officials. And none of that stuff is cheap. Uh, and so we try to do everything we can when a coach comes and says, hey, I need to get this. We try to work with them and try to figure out a way to do that. Uh, and so that's that's what, part of the reason I enjoy doing what I'm doing is, is trying to find ways to, to overcome and, and work that. I don't think you'll find anybody that has more pride in Montgomery County than I do and want to see us succeed. Uh, I'm from here. It made me who I am now, and so I want to make sure that we're the best we possibly can be. I, I want to, uh, as we kind of start to wind down, I, I just want to give you a compliment because being the AD but also being the assistant principal, I've seen you in action with our kids. Yes, sir. And I think that's been a lost art. Um, it, it, to a certain extent. Um, so in the last two years, I've really seen you with our kids. Thank I think that is um, very much valuable. Um, you know, talking to our kids, seeing if they need anything, you know, if they've got any concerns, by all means, you know, my door's open, I feel yeah. like. is what. Is well, what it's their mean. athletic program. Like, they, we wouldn't have any of this stuff. And I, I love our fans. And I, I tell our fans that. And anytime a fan comes to me, you know, with a complaint, like if our kids wanted this and I'm going to support our students, like at the end of the day, this is about them. Right. Uh, and so I love that you guys are here, but at the end of the day, it's, it's about the, the kids. I'm, I'm sure, but you never get those complaints. No, no people never, never get one. People never get the, the kids are easy. It's, <laughs> the, the adults are a whole different thing, but uh, we, and that that's okay. We'll disagree, but I'm right. going to always have the back of our student athletes uh, before, before anything else. Right. And, and, you know, and that goes back to kind of, what you said earlier is it's about the relationship. Sure, sure. And, you know, and 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 no, nobody ca nobody cares until they know that you care. Right. So then, when they know that you care and you really have the best interest of the kid, then obviously it's like, oh, okay, well, absolutely. Speaking of kids, I think we have an announcement to make today. Well, Austin, uh, I'm sure if you follow us on the socials, I do. Uh, you have seen that we do the Kimsoft Athlete of the Week. Yes. Right. So we have, we started this, that, that's what started this whole thing, was this Athlete of the Week. Adam came up with the idea back in late fall, and it was basically already basketball season, so we, we hadn't really got a, a good stride going until the spring season. Here. Sure. And it's, I'm basically a genius. <laughs> it's, it's garnering some attention, right? Yeah. So we have wrapped up the school year, so all these all this is behind us now. So we decided that maybe it's time to award our athlete of the year. I think that's awesome. Now, we don't currently have a sponsor for this. So if somebody would be interested in being the sponsor of the From Corner to Corner Athlete of the Year, come next year, it's going to hold much more value than it does this year. I'm not going to release that right now. 
But our goal is to for us to be big time. Okay, yeah. not that it's any less important this year. But with that being said, let me just read some of the statistics of this uh, this player. Forty-two, or I'm sorry, forty-one of ninety-two batting, twenty-two runs, thirty-one RBIs, six stolen bases, a four forty-six batting average, and then pitching. Pitched in 12 games, 68 innings, only allowed six runs, had 20 walks, 49 strikeouts, a 9-1 record, and a .62 ERA. .62. No one in front of that. No, no one. two in front of that. Right. That ballooned. Point. It ballooned. And, and it, yeah. won. it ballooned yeah. from it .23 yeah. in that region game. Yeah. Sure. Was all district team, all region 10 team, and was the 10th region player of the year. Oh, and was the 17th perfect game in a seven-inning pitch game Yep, in the state of Kentucky. Yep. Yes. And if you yes, haven't sir. figured it out by now, Mr. Matthew Rallett is our from corner to corner athlete of the year. Congratulations. Congratulations, Matthew. Very well deserved. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, uh, we talked about it. Uh, uh, quite a bit, and um, you know there were some other athletes that were pretty close, but they weren't seniors. Right. So we thought this needs to be a senior award. Well, but, and and then sure. every time we talked about it, we always came back to Matthew Rowley. Absolutely. Yeah. So as the athletic director, assistant principal, what do you have to say about Matthew Rowley? You know, you you mentioned earlier about some of the greatest moments and being the AD, and it has to be when kids are signing. Uh, there's nothing better than, than setting up the lobby of the arena and then backing off to the back corner so that the kid can sign and it's their moment, their time to shine. But Matt is a kid that that is of high character and has a tremendous work ethic both in the classroom and off uh, out into the field. He, he's a great young man, and I can't uh, express to you how excited I am that he won this award and plus to see what he does at Spalding University next year. Yeah, so, I mean, it's you – know, and, and to see – you know, to see where he has come from and, you know, couldn't couldn't crack the lineup. Sure. And then he became the ace on the team and then he signed to play college baseball. It's just, you know, it's just like you said, you talk about his work ethic and, uh, you know, and that and that comes that comes from his uh, parents. Yes. And, uh, you know, just a kid that's going to work his tail off for you. So he did have the highest batting average on the team. There was a player that was a, had a 500, but they only batted eight times. Yeah. He had the highest batting average. Right. And it's, you know, <laughs> He's he's one of those, as you said, high character. You want Matthew Rallis on your team. You, that, 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 that's yeah. the kind of if if any coach that you have could have a team full of guys oh, that have or, or a team full of players that have the the work ethic, the drive, and the character of Matthew Rallis, you're going to be successful just because they're going to outwork a lot of other people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. So we wanted to save that until you were on the show. No, that's fantastic. Uh, because you know. You know, you allowing you kind of working with us. I mean, you gave us the opportunity to set up on the on the field at the district yeah. championship game. We got to watch him pitch, um, and uh, that was pretty cool being able we to saw do a that. Tremendous game, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a fantastic game. And I mean, the last inning, if you if you listen to the mm -hmm. show, we weren't talking anything. We were all like so entranced oh, in what sure. was going on in the game that it was like. We forgot we were even doing a podcast, mm -hmm. which that is the great thing about sports, yeah. right? And that's what that's what brings us all together. Absolutely, you know. 
Um, so we love that part of it. So, but you know, Austin, we appreciate you coming on with us and spending your Monday evening with no, us. No, I appreciate you guys. Um, I appreciate the support you give the athletic program. Uh, we love to celebrate our athletes. Uh, and you guys help us do that. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. So yeah, we have some we have some big things planned for the you know with, with a entire year yeah. of this. Yeah. So you know we I think, think we, we we kind of jumped in uh, you know late, late to the game, but uh, we we got we got some things under uh, under wraps and in and in the works that I think I think will be pretty cool. up to something up to something up to something season. We uh, we'll hope to get you back on a couple of times throughout the rest yes. of the season and Thank and, and do that. Me. So. Guys, there you have it for this week's edition of Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner, presented by From Corner to Corner Podcast. If you haven't already, go out and give us a like on Facebook. Also, remember to help us promote our Coaches Corner show and our Athlete of the Week and our Athlete of the Year. Our community, our teams, our coaches, our students, they all deserve it. We'll catch you next week. Stay safe, please. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.